Is it too late to invest in crypto? If you've got any curiosity about crypto or any inkling or it's been on your to-do list, this is absolutely the time to look at it and get educated because this is a unique window of time in history in our lives. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Uncharted Territory podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at the question of is it too late to invest in crypto? We've seen massive gains in the price of Bitcoin over the last 12 months and people are already exploring. Have they missed the window? Is it going to continue to grow? What's going to happen? What's the prognosis? And of course, it's that time of year when people are setting financial goals. It's New Year's resolution time. And looking ahead, we want to assess what's the opportunities. Is there a potential bull run coming forward? And has the window been missed? Um, and what are the what is the longer term opportunities that are available? We're going to assess all of this in today's conversation and more. So sit back and enjoy. Uh, welcome back to our first episode of the Uncharted Territory podcast with myself and Sam. So Sam, Happy New Year to you. Good to, yeah. good, good to be back. Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year to everybody out there. And yeah, 2024 is here. Lots going on. Again, a lot of confusion with what's happening in the world, but we're here to demystify that. Particularly when we look at the financial markets, crypto markets, and an awful lot going on in the crypto markets. A lot of exciting things going on. I think it's really important that we shine a light on it so people get clear because people often don't know where the markets are. Therefore, they don't know whether to get in, get out. I think knowing where you are is always the best starting point and, and having a look at it. We're going to look at that with a few charts today as well and talk around the whole topic now. Yeah, well, I'm going to start by sharing my own FOMO because, you know, we know market is moved by psychology and FOMO, if you didn't, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're not down with the kids, means fear of missing out. And, you know, Bitcoin, after the back of the FTX news, plummeted and hit, hit a new low and you know for many people as always the headlines are, it's over for bitcoin it's over for crypto and you know these dramatic headlines caused this this plummeting in the price um but you and i have a longer term perspective and a much more bullish outlook on the future of bitcoin and, and crypto in general despite that though sam you know I, I i didn't have the capital at the time to invest further in in into bitcoin and you know, i look back and i'm seeing the price and kicking myself that I didn't release capital from other sources to, to invest. And because I knew my intuition and, you know, my, 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 my outlook with all the data that I look at here shows that this was going to grow. And, you know, if I'd put money in at that point, obviously, um, I would have seen uh, a real uh, growth. So from a personal perspective, I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a missed opportunity. Is it too late? Have I missed the window? Um, and we're going to look at that today. Um, and, I, and again, long term, I'm, I'm confident in the growth and it's just an early stage. But let's, let's, let's explore that in the context of Bitcoin and, 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 and other, other assets. So I think it's important then because there'll be a lot of people in that same position. There'll be a lot of people with those same thoughts. I know people, those thoughts. You know, we, we've had people on our own um, Navigate Financial Reset call last night with those own thoughts where, you know, they've waited, waited, been hesitant. And again, because they're learning and they're not quite sure yet. But often what, what we see is that then prices start to rise and they get caught in, am I too late, should I? And I think it's important to look at that and explore that to get out of the confusion so you can, you can have some clarity. But also, yeah, the point there as well is when that price starts to rise, it creates that proof point that then inspires action. Mm. And I don't think we're at the point yet where the Uber drivers are talking about Bitcoin like they were during the last bull run. But that's to me, is a real indicator when your uncle or your, you know, your dentist or your taxi driver is talking about are you in bitcoin yet and things like that i don't think we've reached that point of the hype no. curve but i don't think we're going to be far off but what normally happens and we've seen this is that once that price starts to rise that's when people start to get excited however you know as we've talked about multiple times is 
is understanding the cycles and understanding where we are is so important because the bear market is really the time to accumulate assets. And that's why I had the FOMO, you know, I've spent the last three years essentially as a full-time activist, you know, my old business has been parked and, you know, I've lived on much more frugal means. And as a result, I've not had the available assets to invest at the level I'd like to in these, in these things. So one of my New Year's resolutions is to regain that focus on capital accumulation so that I can invest in these things and really take my business seriously again going into 2024 because I see a long-term opportunity here. And I think the message I want to get across to people is, again, if you've got the resources, now's the time to really take it seriously. Uh, but if you don't, it's now the time also to take it seriously so that you can actually uh, produce the type of income that can enable you to enter into the market. And one of the most exciting things for me about this, and, and we've talked about it, is that no matter what level of income or assets you have right now, even making small incremental investments right. in this asset class could have a major payoff for you over the long term. And I want to explore all of that, Sam, because it, it's very hard for people to get their head around that with with what's happening in the market right now, where it is with the current position versus where it was at its low point um, and you know where it could go from here. So, 100% Dan, and I just want to say, if, if you've got any curiosity about crypto or any inkling or it's been on your to-do list, this is absolutely the time to look at it and get educated because this is a unique window of time in history in our lives. And, and this opportunity in, this, in, in the way it's trending over the moment may well not come again in this form. And exactly as you said, Dan, What's so interesting about it, it is an asset class that you could not have to expose yourself, you know, in a large financial position to really get good gains. And that's why it's so interesting to look at, you know, and, and I think it's, it's paramount when you understand that this asset class has a volatility and moves very quickly because it's small. And that's why. But when you understand that and you understand why it's volatile and how, that, how you can benefit from that, that change, rather than being scared of that, you understand why that's, you know, a huge opportunity, you know, and again, with the barriers to entry currently being, you know, very low, almost non-existent, as long as you get your money out of the bank. And we talk about that, you know, in our course and how they are the biggest barrier because they want to keep you in that old fiat system. Once you can get in there, this is a window that, you know, is potentially closing. So now is the time to really understand it. And if you want to grab this opportunity and, uh, and do well. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things I want to add to that. So the barriers to entry are low, yes, in terms of, you know, the banks are allowing it, you know, they're making it increasingly harder. And, you know, the irony of some of the major players in the traditional banking world, um, you know, their, 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 their words of warning against crypto over the last five years, and now they're leading lights in the bull market. The irony of that is not lost on me. But there is still some technical barriers, you know, there's, yeah. it's, it's, and this is a reflection of the adoption curve because, and your point around this is a once in a lifetime, you know, I was, I was alive during the dot-com bubble and, you know, as a, you know, very young, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't in a position to capitalize on what was happening during that time. Um, but this is, to me, is the equivalent. It's, it's the next technological leap, which is why it's such a, a unique moment in history. And, you know, it's been, you know, over 30 years now since that, that, that uh, explosion of new technology. Yeah. So, you know, again, it could happen again within our lifetimes, you know, technology is evolving at such a rapid pace, but this is here and now and yeah. um, uh, getting your head around what's beyond Bitcoin is key because this is, this to me is another part of the answer of, is it too late? You know, because we can look at Bitcoin in isolation, which we'll do in a moment, but 
it's just uh, it's understanding what it represents as technology technological class now yeah. and uh, a blockchain web3 is literally transforming the world of digital and if you think about it how many businesses how much of our lives now is is built on technology and it's an older technology set now how much of that will now get replaced over time and you know i worked in the te uh, the world of marketing technology for a while and the technology um there's this term in the in the business world of rip and replace so you would you would you would rip out your old tech stack and you would replace it with a new one because it's evolved and it's more effective it's more innovative it can enable you to do more things and that term is really powerful now because almost every industry is going to be exposed to this and this this old technology stack will be ripped out and replaced by a new decentralized um, blockchain-based tech in, in so many, and it's, it doesn't stop there. You know, the, with every innovation, there's always then new innovations on the back of those innovations. Now, of course, you know, we're at an age where probably many of us are thinking, well, we're becoming too dependent on technology as, as, as a human species, and that's a philosophical argument that we will grapple with, and, but, but we'll, we'll leave that, we'll part that for today. But nonetheless, this technological shift is happening, and it's happening yeah. now, and, and this is why... You know the, the the parallels of the dot com bubble is so key because so many so much innovation occurred off the back of that that time, and you can see the long tail of that now. And and we're really at the early stages. So when people look back and say, you know, Bitcoin, 20, 2009, 2010, 2011, you know, it feels like a long time ago now. But really, it's the last decade has been the groundwork, you know, for that that cycle. And we're still in that we're still in that early stage of development. So that's why it's so exciting. But twenty twenty four to me, Sam, feels like a pivotal year. It feels oh, like there's gonna be a tipping point. Absolutely, Dan. We are you know, it's happening in real time. So a lot of people don't realise this technology shift is happening. You know, industries are beginning to be disrupted. Things are changing under the surface, you know, under the bonnet, so to speak. So a lot of people have no awareness of crypto and you alluded to the kind of big players and the kind of, you know, nonsense they've been spreading. They've done an amazing job at at you know creating the confusion and and the and the general feeling in the mainstream that this is a scam and a, and a fad okay and you know we had we had the very glaring example of you know Santander blocking clients you know moving their funds in for their own safety whilst helping their private clients in Switzerland purchase crypto assets the very same crypto assets they're protecting you know the retail investor from but then equally you know somebody you quite rightly railed against in our previous podcast Jamie Dimon one of the top guys at JP Morgan who only last month called Bitcoin a scam, uh, you know, um, you know, no better than the, the, the uh, I mean, I can't even remember the exact words, but it was a complete tirade against Bitcoin and said if he was part he of the government. It, he called it a hyped up fraud. <laughs> a hyped up fraud. And if he was part of the government, he'd, he'd suggest banning it, getting rid of it. Worse than tulips, it. he said. Worse, yeah, that's one, worse than tulips. And, uh, and of course, you know, it's, it's all games and theatre and it's very powerful. Because, you know, we looked at just this this week, his firm, JP Morgan, have just been confirmed as the official partners of some of the, um, you know, big investment uh, uh, companies who are starting their Bitcoin spot ETFs, their exchange traded yep. funds. So yep. completely in bed with this huge shift into Bitcoin by the institution. So it always just says that, you know, their their whole way of doing things is, you know, do as we say and not as we do, mm. you know, they and and. And I see it in real time out there, Dan, you know, whether it's clients of mine trying to, you know, who've got educated about crypto, they, they, they want to have conversations about it, not promoting, but now they've understood it through getting educated. They want to share, well, this is what's going on. The responses they get from people are extraordinary, mm. you know, and, and again, I don't blame you, but they've been socially engineered to be absolutely terrified of it, to believe it's just a get rich quick scheme that you're losing your money in. They've got no education, but that's the fear and, and what they're projecting. So to, all it does to me is prove that in terms of the masses and the mass, you know, 
um, social engineering, they have succeeded in keeping most people away from this market because they believe it's a scam, a fraud, and you lose all your money. Whilst they are building the blocks and they are absolutely sweeping up as many assets as they can. So it's the old classic double move. And you just see the fear in people's faces, you know, and it's almost like, the, you know, it's become the C word. It's almost become like the COVID word down your crypto. There's this fear, yeah. you know, and, and really, or as I said, what, you, what should you be worried about? It should be worried about the F word, feared. Yes. You know, know where <laughs> you are and, and know what's, what the real threat is and what's, what's really, you know, um, a danger to be involved in and overexposed to. So, again, it's this classic one. Education changes everything. You know, get educated. We had on our call last night, Dan, a lot of people said through getting educated with us over a period, their whole view of things has shifted. Mm. Now, where they go, the education, as we always say, is a sovereign path and it has to fit with them. There's no right way. But getting educated just changes where you are and how you see things completely. And uh, your reaction to different asset classes or different options is, you know, is, is transformed by just understanding what's going on and what's really happening, as the big players do understand. Yeah. But and they're going to me- they're gonna tell you something different. Yeah, however you dice this up, you know, the question, is it too late? I mean, the, the thing is, within the macro picture you alluded to there, you know, the world is changing, the landscape is changing. 2024, are we going to see more C- central bank digital currencies introduced? Yes, we will. Go to CBDC, track it at all. Go and look at the progress of these things. Now, the, the UK government is investing in further consultations into the digital pound. You know, these things are on the horizon. And the F word you mentioned, fiat currency, I mean, that's the world, that's the tide, you know, the, sadly, see the tsunami and in, in Japan, you know, how it just swept over this, the coastline here. The tsunami is coming in the financial world. So if you're concerned about that path for the central bank digital currencies, understanding alternative pathways, which, you know, I, I always remind people that the, the origins, not just, I mean, you could go into the purest conversation about who really created Bitcoin and is it, you know, is it, is it DARPA? I mean, let's be honest, most technologies DARPA have had a role in anyway you know it's 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 the web like you're using the internet you know the darpa probably had their hand in most of the digital technologies today these defense but, but let's put that aside for now well, we, realize... say we, we shouldn't have this conversation dan because we're using the internet if we we're go using the internet level, uh, because <laughs> there was some money and again we have talking about there are you said it you know you've said it very well often dan that there are many reasons not to, you can always find a reason not to do something absolutely but my, my point is you're that negating some of the benefits or the improvements in the and again, well, I'm not looking for panaceas. I'm looking to improve situations yes. so we can build more resilience, have more options. Are you be better positioned? You're never going to be perfectly positioned, you know. And that's yes. almost like a fallacy of of being alive and being in this in this world. I'd argue, but you can be better positioned and more educated and, and use the tools, you know, to to for, for good purposes. You know? Definitely. But my point around that, Sam, is that even if they do have their hand in in parts of this. There are so much, there's so much innovation now within this decentralized space. And I think what most of our audience would agree upon is that the centralized nature of our world right now is is one of the biggest parts of the problem that we're facing. Therefore, any tool or technology or solution that enables us to decentralize and to have greater sovereignty, greater freedoms, greater um, custody over our finances is a good thing, you know. And what's just got to be done, sorry, just is, is, is the greatest irony is what do we absolutely know is created and controlled by, by the power structure being run against is their fiat currency. Yes. So if you want to say, I don't want to touch anything that may, may be, may have some involvement, then you need to get rid of all of that right away now, because that's, there's no debate about that. That's not a maybe. That's an absolute certainty. Yes. Created out of thin air, controlled, manipulated, and is a, is a, is a great tool of control. control. So 
that's where you have to get that way up. You know? Yes. But the reason I bring this up, because I know we've talked about it extensively on the podcast and we don't want to, you know, it's easy for us to talk about this and get heated and passionate about <laughs> yes. this subject because we, 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 we deal with it every single day. But the, the truth is, as you said, the centralized system is changing and it's, it's gaining power and it's gaining momentum and the technology stack of blockchain could enable that central bank digital currencies and all the ISO regulations we've talked about to accelerate. So there's the market dimension of is it too late to invest, which we'll look at in a moment, look at the, look at the charts of Bitcoin as a, as a leading indicator. Um, but there's also the economic and political story. So, you know, central bank digital currencies aren't here yet in most of the Western world, but they're on the way. It will be too late once they do arrive. Even then, you know, we're creative. People will always find a path. So, you know, how to what extent that will be true is, is debatable. But we know once they arrive, it's going to be increasingly hard to get out of that matrix style system. So what we want to do now is prepare ourselves for how that's coming. So whether you're looking at this from a financial opportunity for yourself like for, to, to create a new uh, wealth, as you would of any other investment class, or whether you're looking to decentralize your holdings, whether you're looking to fight back against the current system, the question is, is this too late? No. To me, the answer is no. This yeah. is just getting started. The opportunities are profound. Now, of course, with any investment, because you have to consider it as an investment, comes with risk. However, with any investment class, you're going you're gonna to identify your financial goals, you're going to look at your risk profile, and you're going to make decisions accordingly. So that aside, when we look at where we are in the marketplace, it's really important to understand where we are in the cycles so that you can see where we are and, and, and be able to navigate where you're ahead. And we plan to show some of the charts, Sam. Is, is now a good time for us to have a look? Yeah, at yeah absolutely. I just want to highlight, I'm really glad you, you brought those two key tenets, Dan. The two tenets are, this is a great opportunity to grow your wealth and also to decentralize your value. So those two things together, and again, they, they both, they're both helpful things. Either one on their own is an improvement, but both together is great. Because what we're talking about is you don't get your wealth trapped in that old system that's being going to be switched over to CBDC or, you know, is, is much more control and centrally stored if you've got it in the banks or in the legacy system. So you've got a growth area and you've also got an area where you take control of it, the self-custody aspect and decentralized outside legacy system. So those two things together is a real powerful combination. And I always say it doesn't mean you move everything, you know, but you have that extra option. Also, you've got an extra tool. You've got some assets. You've improved your situation. You are more decentralized. I always say, are you more decentralized this week than last week? Then you made improvement. Doesn't mean you have to go all in anywhere. And you shouldn't do. You should diversify. But when you understand those two benefits, that's a great, uh, a great improvement on your situation. And so, looking at the power of those tools is what's what's really important to improve your situation. So you're better positioned. Not because you've then found the ultimate purpose, because it doesn't exist. There's risk in everything. And and I'm glad you said that because. This is what people say, it's risky. Do you understand the risks of where you are? Yeah. You know, the greatest risk can be doing nothing and staying in an old paradigm. And that's arguably where the system, the power brokers want you to be. They're always, all their moves show they want you to stay where you are, stuck in an old paradigm, whilst they are quickly moving themselves. Yes. They are moving ahead of time. If you get educated, you can move ahead of time. And that's that's the beauty of getting educated and looking at things creatively. Yeah, and if you want greater clarity on that, look at our last episode when we look at the difference between smart money and and and, and retail investors. You know, it yeah. makes such a difference. Yeah. And the third dimension to this, Sam, is also on that point is then uh, wealth protection or, or yeah. asset protection, holding, protecting the funds you have. You know, people shy away from the word wealth. You know, just looking at your assets because your point there 
last year was a hugely inflationary year. You know, the, the headlines were dominated by the cost of living crisis, inflation, interest rate rises, which means there's a net loss on your, yeah. if you're holding your money in cash or currency, there's likely to be a net loss on what you're holding. Whereas yeah. uh, now, Bitcoin and other assets like this are, are being seen like in the same way as, as gold, as a, as a digital form of uh, hedging inflation. You know, yeah. there's, there's the long-term patterns are yet to play out, but we're already seeing that move. We're seeing people um, moving into, into digital assets, Bitcoin, et cetera, to hedge against inflation, because of course you're losing money every single yeah. day in inflation. We've talked about this extensively. So the know, numbers there are start down when we did them. It's important to reiterate oh, yeah. them, you know, to, in, in the last two years, they did, you know, 50 grand, the bank is now 43 grand. It's crazy. If you yeah. had a hundred grand, the bank, then you've got double that. I think you're down to 86. Okay. And so that's the volatility that's happening and that's guaranteed. So people go, I'm worried about whether Bitcoin goes up or down in the short term. Well, I'm telling you that your bank account is going down. Yes. You know, yeah. and that, 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 that I can guarantee that's going to continue, you know, where the other, other asset costs have, have, you know, volatility, but have uptrends and growth in them. So it's understanding the comparison. It's, it's always not looking at things in isolation, understanding the differences and the yes, quality. And this is all about financial education literacy, Sam, yeah. because it ain't, it ain't taught in schools. No. You know, I'm looking at my son as a two-year-old thinking, well, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> He isn't in the education system yet, but how, how can I help him unlearn what he's learning in schools? You know, part of my goal for the next few years in, in generating my own uh, path towards wealth is I want to be able to invest in education, alternative education. I want to help transform that space because it's, it's, I don't think it's serving the youth of today. That's a whole separate subject that I won't, I won't, we won't sideline on. But my point around this is that in the context of this conversation is the, the education system does not does not teach people, young people, how to manage their money. It doesn't teach you the principles of money. It doesn't even studying economics at GCSE level. More, it, a little bit, it showed the game, but the game, the game is not made clear, and the, right. and, and 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 the risks of maintaining the status quo are not made clear. So, a lot of this is about financial education to understand where you are, so you can make informed decisions, and that's how we can help transform and help people move towards financial independence. Because ultimately, what this to me part of the way reason we're doing this education is for sovereignty purposes it's yeah. to give people greater agency autonomy and financial independence and you know financial independence is, is 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 similar but different to financial freedom financially independence has a dynamic of you being in control of your financial resources and destiny financial freedom as, as an alternative is, is 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 almost that level where you have fu money like it's yeah. it's yeah. it's you, you you have the kind of assets that you can live a lifestyle where you never have to think about any decision mm -hmm. but financial independence can offer that but really it's about having that sovereign custody of your finances and, and feeling in control of your financial decisions and the first empowered. really powerful step of that then is is taking back your mind from the narratives like yes. you talked about what narratives they have they put out there that all these people are you know uh, believing that it's all a scam and a fraud and there's no point going into and losing my money and the people who got educated are in a have a totally different viewpoint experience. So independence from being manipulated, as we talk, taking back your mind and, and getting your own good info and understanding is what frees you from from really being manipulated on so many levels psychologically. And that that goes across the board, whether it's finance, health, it all everything, full spectrum, isn't it, Dan? That's that's really coming back to ourselves and and getting good info and and not being corralled by social engineering. Absolutely. So on that point, you know, take a look at the link in the comments. We've got a link to our digital assets course, navigating the digital assets course in the comments. That's a three hour program, a three, sorry, a three module program that will give you the fundamentals of this space, you know, getting educated in this space. 
there's only so much we can cover in a, in a, in a podcast like this, and we will continue to put out free information. But that course there will help you understand the basics. So take a look at that. Um, now let's look at the um, market moves because coming back to the question, is it too late to invest from the perspective of where the market is? Let's take a look at uh, Bitcoin uh, as as a leading indicator. Uh, talk us through what we're seeing here, Sam. So yeah, here we're seeing basically what we got there is is the last year view in Bitcoin. You know, we got the last what's five year view. So you're seeing the last bull market, these big spikes up here, and recently, so you see that that top there down in 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 uh, 2021 there, you see that was the top at sixty nine thousand dollars. Okay, the peak of the last bull market. And that bull market, really, if we look back where it began, Dan, was 2020, was, you know, the COVID time. That's the COVID crash you just followed on there, going up there. And again, when you understand cycles and why that happened, what did we have through COVID? Massive amount of money printing, shut down the economy, furlough stimulus, huge amounts of money printing. Therefore, you know, the value of the dollar going down and people moving to the asset side of the equation. So again, you know, as I teach in my course, Dan, that you alluded to there, a show about the inverse relationship between the you know strength of the dollar and the crypto markets because when you understand how markets move it's no longer a, such a gamble or a mystery and just i bought they have no idea you understand that these things have cycles you understand that when quantitative easing comes in that it's better to be on the on the asset side of the equation and so that can really change your whole experience so what we see there is that that bull and then we see the last two years from that peak has been a bear market where we went down from down from 69,000 down to the bottom there, Dan, I think you can highlight there is is where we had the collapse of FTX on the uh, eclipse on the 7th of November, 2022. And Bitcoin there was 15, around $15,500, okay? So down from a peak of 69,000 to $15,000. And those falls is where you get in the mainstream media, the stories like The Economist cover, I think was the death of crypto, Dan, it's the end. But that's just a normal bear market, okay? Bitcoin was in in you know in in March 2020 around three thousand dollars. It climbs to sixty nine thousand dollars, and it retraces. So it gets overbought, overheated, you know, and then it retraces down to fifteen thousand dollars. That's still five x up from where it was in March 2020. Yes. So that's still a huge growth curve. So even if you've ridden that whole bull market up and ridden it down to the bottom of the next bear market, you were still five times up in your purchasing power against whether you'd stayed in fiat currency and you may be down 30, 40%. So again, that's what's really interesting in the mainstream. People are scared, think I didn't buy Bitcoin, glad I wasn't in crypto, I lost all their money. That's not the reality if you understand the charts and what's gone on. But what we've got from there, Dan, is we've had this two-year period where you know, we bottomed there at 15000 around $15,000. It's been trading between sort of 15 and 30 for this you know, 15 or 25, 26 for a couple of years. And now look what we can see, the, the bull market coming back in, okay? And things have spiked very quickly and we're back around that forty to 45,000 mark. I'll just show now, that in the one year so you can see that yeah, growth. Get that. Yeah, You know, so really we start to break out of this bear market cycle. And then I don't know if we can look at the all time, just put that in perspective. The... If we can look at that in, in the all time in logarithmic. There we go. So you can see this is the whole process going back to you know 2012 on this chart. You see all those bull markets and bear markets, okay? And you can see the growth curve over time within them. And you can see that we're starting to leave this current bear market and things move very quickly. So understandably, the smart money being accumulated, the people understand crypto, understand the cycles have been accumulating the last two years because they understand this the bull market will come back. 
no one knows exactly when, but they know it will. But what happens is people don't have that belief or awareness. They wait, they wait because the, you know, the, the manipulators have told you it's ending, it's going to zero. That's happened in every bear market. You get overexcitement at the top where they're saying, get in now, it's going to go to, you know, hundreds of thousands and you get over fear push at the bottom. So what that often leads to is, you know, retail investors or people not educated buying the tops of bull markets because they, you know, th that's when, as you said, Dan, the cabbies speak about it. Every Your granny's ringing up saying, get me some Bitcoin. All the naysayers and the skeptics who said, I'm not getting involved or want to get involved. That's when they buy the top of the market. And then when it goes into a bear market, very normal, stops cooling off. They get scared and they get convinced it's going to go to zero. They lose everything. And they sell the bottom. So they can always say, well, I lost my money in crypto. Well, if you want to see what's going to go on, you could have just held that to the next cycle and you've done really well. So I always give the example, Dan, back there in 2017, a lot of retail investors were new because it was a real hype cycle. You know, 2017, late there in 2017, you see a peak there. A lot of people bought that peak because it was really Bitcoin and, and you know, getting to the mainstream news. And then, you know, there was a bear market after that. There was around the peak. And a lot of people watch their portfolios in either in Bitcoin or other altcoins, maybe drain 80 to 90 percent over the next two years. Now, again, the same narrative would have been around. It's over. I'm going to sell. If you've sold there, you would have realized a loss. Absolutely. But the people who understood, hang on, I've just bought the top of a bull market. There's growth over time and I just hold on. Those same people by November 2021, Dan, some of them were 10 to 20 X up on their portfolios just with patience and sticking in and getting educated. So again, getting out of the emotion, the fear and understanding what's going on means you can do well. I always say this, people who bought solid assets, got educated, had patience, you know, learned how to take it in your own self-custody. You know, I've never lost any money in crypto, quite the opposite. They've increased their wealth exponentially and done very well. So again, getting out of the sort of hyperbole and the stories of, you know, oh, my, my son's, you know, cousin, you know, lost his money in crypto, so it's don't don't do it. You know, my father-in-law did this. I hear these stories all the time, but I can always say, well, tell me the story and we'll explain what's happened. And there's always a clear rationale of what's happened. And there's a clear rationale if you got educated why that wouldn't need to happen and why you could do well. So coming back today, Dan, you're absolutely right. You know, we're there around 45,000. The reason there's so much excitement as well is because we're on the verge of all these spot exchange-traded funds being launched on Bitcoin, which has never happened before which essentially is all the big players coming to the Bitcoin space, okay? And it not coming to its sovereign way, coming to, through it, through big investment firms like Grayscale, BlackRock, Fidelity. You know, all these, all these uh, huge investment fund managers launching an ET, a spot exchange traded fund. And a spot exchange traded fund, literally, we've done a whole episode on Dan, so I would say go and look at that if, you, if you're confused by that. It means that these investment funds have to actually buy Bitcoin off the market for their clients. So we know that the Bitcoin supply is limited. That's a key point about sound money. Why the comparison between Bitcoin and Bitcoin is so important is that you've got a limited supply. Scarcity is what means you hold value and grow in value. And yet this supply is diminishing and it's in lots of people's hands, but there's a lot of extra buy pressure coming to this market. So that's been a leading narrative that's took us from sort of 25,000 to, to 45,000. And so really we're beginning this bull market. We're in, we're in bull market terms. And that doesn't mean it just goes up only. We can have dips. You know, a lot of people don't realize that in that last bull market from 2020, from 3000 up to $69,000, there would have been on their way lots of 20, 30% dips on the way. Nothing goes up in a straight line. That's very normal. But the overall sentiment is bullish. It means there are more buyers and sellers in the market. There's liquidity flowing in. And that's also due to what's happening in the macro picture, Dan, which is 
money printing, you know, liquidity cycles coming back in. So it's not just isolated to crypto. This is what's happening in terms of liquidity in the world. And, you know, we know that a lot more money has been printed, a lot more money coming around the market. So we're in that bull phase. And you're absolutely right. The question is, am I too late? Well, I would say you can look at it in a short term and a longer term. Okay, this market is the baseline technology market of the future. All the big players in the world understand that. So right now, the market is 1.8 trillion, Dan, in total volume. And Bitcoin's about 800 billion of that. So almost half the market is Bitcoin. Now, now see how quickly that's grown, because at the bottom of the bear market, it was down to about 800 billion total. So we've already gone up. We've already doubled, more than doubled the market in the last few months. But that's what happens in this space, why the growth is so extraordinary, because we're in a tiny asset class that is the baseline take of the future. So although the roadmap is not clear, no one can say exactly how it's going to play out. The only thing I'm extremely confident of, and anybody who's involved in crypto, is that this market will go to 5 trillion, 10 trillion, 20 trillion, 30 trillion over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years onwards. Therefore, are you too late in the long term? Absolutely not. Are you too late in this bull cycle? I'd argue no, because, you know, Often, if we look back, if you look at the all-time charts there, down again, we can put that in log scale. There we go, logarithmic. You can see that the exponential growth over time. Hmm. So although we're having these bull markets and bear markets, each time we're going higher, there's more liquidity, there's more growth in, these, in this asset class. So if you understand that, then yes you didn't buy the bottom of the bear market but very few people do the more clued up you might start to understand a few cycles hang on where it's really scaring the market it's a good time to accumulate but in terms of that there is huge growth coming in this market and again if you can allocate some funds that you can lock in there taking yourself custody when you've got educated about you know properly controlling your own assets not leaving third party hands then there's huge opportunity and i think from an investment point of view dan it's important to realize that you know half the market is bitcoin but there's a whole emerging world of altcoins and it's vast. And the reason yeah. a lot of people look at that from, a, from an investing point of view is that, that should, you know, Bitcoin go in this next cycle to potentially 150, 200,000, very possible. No one knows. Maybe it goes to 100,000. You know, if it goes to 150,000, that is, you know, about three and a half X from where we are today. Just based on the amount of liquidity that comes in this market, a lot of the smaller assets will do 5, 10, 20, 50, 100 X's, okay? So the further down you go in terms of size of asset within this market class, that you could argue the risk is higher, it's, you know, it's a less mature asset, but also the reward, the return on investment is much higher because Bitcoin has already had, you know, over 13 years of growth, it's already a large asset in terms of the approach to a trillion dollars. When you're looking at assets that are valued at, you know, 100 million, even a billion, they have much more growth in them. So what's investment about is looking for growth. And so there are extraordinary growth in these small assets simply because they are small and it doesn't take as much money to move them. So already what's interesting, Dan, is that a lot of the altcoin projects, and as Bitcoin's done this 3x from 15,000 to 45,000, a lot of them have already done five, six, seven x's from their bear market lows. Now, some people might argue, well, I think it's too late. But what they don't understand, unless you're educated in the, in, in the full bull market cycle, a lot of those assets will go on to do 20, 30, 40 times their value. So therefore, yes, it's you miss the absolute bottom, but this is just the beginning of a bull market. And usually a bull market takes about 12 to 18 months to play out. So we are still very early indeed. And when you look at those charts, yes, there's an uptick, 
But a lot of these things are so far off you know, their all-time highs and where they're going to go in this next bull market from where they are today. So is it too late? Absolutely not at all. The opportunity is absolutely vast. And again, I think it's important to understand that this could be the last bull market that has such increased growth, such easy you know, access for people to come in with a small amount of money. The banks With regulation, things may change rapidly in terms of the next cycle. So this cycle is a real wind of opportunity that if you're interested in this market, want to get educated, now is the time to do it. Because a lot of people can say, well, I'm, I'm waiting for lower prices. Maybe it comes back down again. Absolutely. That could happen. We could get a correction back down to, you know, mid 30,000s. Altcoins could come down a little bit. But the danger is this market can get away from you so quickly. Hmm. So you, people are waiting on the sidelines, but you, you could wake up tomorrow and Bitcoin's 50K, 55K. And then what, as you explained there, what happens, Dan, is the FOMO kicks in and people wait and wait and wait. And they buy when they've really got confirmation bias, which is when they start buying near the tops of the markets. Now, if you've got patience, that's all fine because you can, you know, for the longer term, you can hold. But in terms of making the most of this bull market, you know, if you're interested, it's worth getting educated and taking action sooner rather than later. Yeah, thanks, Sam. And I'd like to share one more chart here just to offer a parallel, um, because I think what's important to, to recognize this pattern, this is the Apple stock price over time. So we talked about the dot-com bubble. You can see the Apple stock price going way back to the 80s, okay? So, you know, if you look at, if you zoom out and see the all-time view, it looks like there's very stable performance. Again, if we were to zoom in on, on each, each year, you would see your fluctuations. But then look, from the early 2000s, this, this exponential growth, this is in real terms. You know, the, the, the price of Apple stock, let's go and see, uh, Jan, 1st of January 2020, um, $2, you know, $2, $2, $1 to $2. Look at it now, January, 1st of January. Uh, 2024. Um, let's see if we can get that there. Second of Jan, that'll do. Um, 184. You know, yep. super. You know, super growth. And then if if we look at that on the logarithmic scale, the same story emerges. You know, because look at this growth over time, despite what looked like. St and the logarithmic scale just shows us change over time. You know, obviously there's there's this sideways movement here, but if you actually look at the overall trend, you know, you get this uh, the, the dot com bubble in the 90s. You know all of a sudden this exponential growth you know so you could say if you look at apple is it too late to invest in apple you know okay if you if you're going back to the uh, the price scale clearly if you'd put your life savings in apple in the 80s and held it my goodness that's uh, uh, take that long-term view you would you would you would you would have made significant gains over that time absolutely done some of those little dips in the early you know the early pioneering phase which is where we are in crypto you know, almost like we talk about the, the, the tech revolution of the internet from was the launch of apps in 2008 to where we are today. Unbelievable growth transformed the way we transact, do business. We are in the age where this is the beginning of dApps. Yes. Decentralized applications, which is what of a lot of crypto is essentially, is decentralized applications. OK, it's the next iteration, it's the Web3 iteration of, 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 of apps. Now, that growth from 2008, you showed there to today, unbelievable. That's the growth cycle we're, we're at the beginning of in crypto. So when, when The Economist announced, you know, the death of crypto, you know, really what it was is the birth. It's the beginning, yes. you know, and that a lot of people would have bought, you know, sold out the dot-com bubble when it burst and, you know, 95% down, left the market. Was it the end? No, it's the beginning. And the other point I want to make, Dan, is that a lot of these assets are, you know, have utility, are going to be the building blocks of future ecosystems, value ecosystems for all sorts of purposes across the world. But in a bull market phase as we're in now, and this is what we're really going to focus, we're going to do a workshop next week, Dan, on, on looking at different assets and strong assets within, because there's so much within crypto, it's confusing. Looking at really strong assets, 
you know, weighing up their potentials and, and how you might want to be positioned and how you might want to build a portfolio around some of them. Because in a bull market, all ships rise with the tide. Yeah. So I think a lot of people aren't aware then that they just think, okay, which one I buy, you know, that one might go up, that one might go down. Now, in general, in this phase, there's so much liquidity moving this market that, you know, some will rise more than others. But generally, and I mean this, even absolute utter crap can do incredibly well in bull markets. Now, is that a solid investment for the long term? Potentially not. But in, in, it's understanding that. And I'm not, that's not to advocate just buy whatever. It's good to get educated. And, we'll, and that's what we're going to look at the workshop. It's going to make you really empowered by understanding how you can build a portfolio that really evens out the risk reward ratios. But it's that understand that, you know, Bitcoin's energy of the market, liquidity flows in, all ships rise with the tide. We're talking about liquidity coming in and rising all ships. What makes it longer term through utility and real growth is a, is a, is a kind of another story. But in short term, sort of bull market phases, understanding that's really important. I'd often show that, Dan, don't we do? Of course, it's show that, you know, Bitcoin has a dip. Everything moves with it within reason. You get some outliers. So when you get a better clear of how the crypto market moves, it changes your experience of it. And it also changes how you experience investing for a bull market and how you want to maximize it. So that's what we're going to look at in depth next week. And, and that's going to be really powerful for anybody who's either already invested, has a portfolio and is a bit confused about, you know, the coming bull market and what they want to look out for. Or people at the beginning of their journey thinking, well, I want to get involved. I'm ready to get involved, but I want to understand the parameters of what I might get involved with. That's that's really what to shine light on so that the people who are keen to get educated can make the most of this opportunity ahead. Yeah, so this workshop you're talking about is happening on Wednesday live, uh, the 10th of January between 7 and 9 uh, p.m., which crypto assets to buy. Uh, as Sam mentioned, he's going to be talking through as part of this. And we, we run these sessions every month. So this is part of our Navigate the Financial Reset program. You can get tickets, standalone tickets to this event. They're just £10. Or if you'd like to join the program, it's, it's £20 per month. And you can join all of the calls and get over 20 uh, modules and, and workshops that we've hosted over the last 12 months. Um, so we invite you to come along to that. You can go to weareelevate.org forward slash what should you buy. That's uh, weareelevate.org forward slash what should you buy. You'll see the link in the in the um, description of this episode as well. Um, as we mentioned, if you're brand new to this field and you know all the jargon is is overwhelming, uh, the digital assets course that I mentioned earlier on, Navigate Digital Assets, will give you the fundamentals. It will teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, it's it's a self study program. You can go through that. So there's a couple of options for you there, and you'll see the links to both in the comments. Um, you know, you mentioned Sam in the in, in the closing gambits there. You know that the the tide rises with Bitcoin, and the same is true in tech stocks. You know, they call it the magnificent seven. We're looking at Apple just now, and you can see the the role that those biggest seven assets have on the overall markets. Um, so it's understanding the fundamentals and the principles of investing. This is why, you know, for people coming into this for the first time, it's actually often coming into it for the first time looking at financial education in this way. So yeah. there's there's even if you never invest in crypto, you're actually learning principles that you can apply to looking 100%. at other assets as well. 100%. So, so this comes back to that point around financial sovereignty and education um, and, and independence is knowing how to improve your financial circumstances, no matter what stage of life you're at. So whether you're cool. in, a, in a growth stage uh, now, like myself and Sam, who are looking you know, to build for the future and, and to, to take care of our families, or you're at the later stage in life where you're looking to protect your assets and, and diversify to, to maximize your retirement, for instance, now is a really good time to get educated on all of these things because the world is changing and the traditional financial advisors, you know, some are, some are awake, some are wise, others have no clue what's happening. 
so now, now is the time to start to really understand for yourself. And you know, we're very clear. We're not financial advisors. We're never telling you to invest in, you know, next week. We're not going to be like, yeah. buy, buy, buy this. So that's not our job. Our job is to give you the information, the fundamentals, so that you can start to navigate the decisions for yourself. Yeah. That can be intimidating, taking that sovereignty. Freedom comes with responsibility. Um, so that our goal is really to help you to be able to have the tools and awareness so that you can start to really see the uh, the light through the trees. You know, the, you yeah. know that's 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 our goal. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And so, like I said, so many of the experts of today are actually experts of yesterday because we're in such changing times. Yes. And I think that's a real problem. So real, you know, a lot of people who are not clear about the shifts that are going on are giving advice based on an old world. And I always say this, regardless of agendas, understand that we're in a real shift and the world is changing. Understanding that is is paramount. Therefore, you can be positioned because the people who do well are people who are able to be agile and pivot and, and change their behaviors or, or move with, you know, move with the times or ahead of the times even. And that's one of the gifts that we have a lot of awareness of what's happening in the world. We can use that. And I think one of the biggest chapters is getting stuck in old paradigms. And again, I'd argue the power structure absolutely want you stuck in old paradigms and trap you in old paradigms. You know, that is the kind of trap. If you can get educated and get ahead of the game and there's, there's so much you can do down. And you're absolutely right. It's never, I always, it's funny, I, I get the title, what should I buy? Because we want to have this conversation about there is no should, but, <laughs> you know, but almost in the only thing there is, I'd say, is almost a should, or I do advocate for, is getting educated, because that does transform your, your experience and what you can do. So we're going to share lots of perspectives of how you might want to play this market, so you can make your own strong decisions about it. You know, good info leads you to make your own personal good decisions. And I think that's what we're going to look at. And that's what we look at every, every, every time we discuss on this, on the showdown or all the workshops. And we're going to really highlight that in more detail about the crypto market, because there is so many ways to be involved with it. And it's about you understanding the ways you can be with it. So you can pick a way that suits absolutely you. And that would be personal. But the first step to doing that is understanding the full spectrum. And that's what we're going to look at. Yeah, and if you if you can't attend live, just grab a ticket and you'll get the replay anyway. And members of the Navigating the Financial Reset program will get obviously the full vault of uh, pre previous workshops as well. So um, we do hope to see you on the on the tenth. And again, that's uh, we are elevated to all. What should you buy? So Sam, illuminating conversation to start the year. Uh, I'm feeling really optimistic and hopeful for 2024. Um, interesting. Last night in our last workshop, um, we talked about kind of market sentiment for 2024. We looked at the 2023 overall outlook and, and what this year could look like. And it seems that the world is beginning to start to feel more optimistic financially. And you know, regardless of what uh, the experts say, now is now is time for you to create your own reality. And I think this is what I'm excited about 2024 and getting really really focused on 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 building a brighter financial future for myself and my family and and educating people along the way and one of my goals for this show later as we move forward Sam is to just document and share the lessons that I'm learning you know as yeah. I, it's it's a new field to me uh, you know it's as much as anyone because it's so um pioneering and, uh, you know, I want to be able to share the lessons I'm learning and the hard knocks. You know, we were talking about some of those before we recorded, you know, that you have the, the important lessons along the journey. And that's to me, I get that's something to get excited about because absolutely, Dan. Um, you know, we, we live in this like safety culture in the world where we want to minimize the risk or eliminate risk. And it's just like, well, you know, this 
theory of no one is safe until we're all safe came out during COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that shocks me. It's like, well, yeah. goodness me, like if you want to remove all risk, get rid of all cars. Like, you know, it's like well, it's anti life, it's anti anti life. So let's get excited. Let's you yeah. know, risky is the new safe. Let's get, totally let's let's take let's let's be a bit more courageous going yeah. in twenty twenty four. Creative, playful and and getting out of fear is what enables you to see opportunity. There is opportunity everywhere. But the powers that be want you in fear because when you're in fear, your mind doesn't work and you don't see opportunities and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I always encourage people, it's absolutely vigilant about all the threats in the financial reset. That's what we talk about. Educate the threats of being stuck in the banks and the in legacy system, but not to be stuck in fear, to actually open your eyes, get creative and playful and see the opportunity because it's everywhere and it's always existed. And I think that's where we can be, you know, more captain our own ship and more in charge of our own destiny. And that's that's an exciting path, however it plays out, Dan, as we say. No one knows the future. No one's got a crystal ball of how it's going to play out. But it's great to be an active participant in your own, you know, forging your own path ahead. That's what I'm really passionate about for myself and, and, and everybody I talk to. Yes, thank you, Sam. Now, final call to action for you today is if you haven't subscribed to the show, wherever you're watching or listening to this, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Apple, if you want to tune into the, or Spotify, you want to tune into the audio version, go to your favorite podcast app and follow us on there as well. You'll get notifications of every episode. We'll be coming to every other week this year in 2024. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of this episode, what questions you have. Um, and we'll look to address those questions as we move forward on the show. So we're really excited about 2024. Uh, Sam and I are heading to Mexico for the Greater Reset event coming up in January. So um, you'll, you'll see some footage from us live uh, over in, in in Mexico as we participate in that event. And you know, I know this type of conversation is going to be a big part of that event as well. So um, I look, look forward to that. But until next time, thanks very much for being with us today. Please share this episode if you, if you got value from this. And we will see you again very soon on the Uncharted Territory podcast. 